One, two, three. Just kidding. Usually it's three, two, one. What's going on, you guys? My name's Guyver, and this is the Guycast. We've got some fellow podcasters in the studio today, as well as my lovely co-host Lauren. Uh, we're here to interview some old friends, as well as some some people who I, I feel like many. I I mean I I see you guys as numbers. People are listening. I just don't think that many people from the valley know about it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like a duo, female-led podcast that is just strictly reviews. I just don't I don't hear about. It. I'm a huge podcaster, and I don't I don't know any other shows like that. So, in the studio we have the Flick Chicks official podcast crew. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, you guys. Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Our patented song. Yes. Um, I'm Sheridan. And I'm Chelsea. And yeah, we host uh, the Flick Chicks. We started the podcast almost a year ago. And um, season one was just any kind of movie review, any kind of movie, comedy, horror, whatever. But it didn't take us long to realize that we wanted to do horror pretty specifically. (laughs) So we made that transition in season two and we've been doing it ever since. We just have a passion for for being Spooky. afraid yeah <laughs> and as far as i mean you you mentioned the, the transition in season two but when i first saw it like i remember seeing like your guys's cover art and everything when you guys had first started and it's so crazy to think that you guys are already so many episodes deep but when you first started and you were doing these reviews is it because you guys are more you watch more horror films so you're not as like te- it's not a task or a chore to it's, do the podcast i think that we're both anytime we would decide like okay what movie are we doing next week we would tend to lean towards horror Mm. we'd be like let's do the exorcist let's do evil dead like so i think that we just really like talking about horror movies yeah um we both we both came to the conclusion like simultaneously like she was thinking about it for weeks i was thinking about it one day we just texted each other at the same time and we're like you want to do horror yeah and I, i think that like getting down to one genre kind of helps in like choosing a movie. Cause like if you're just going th- for any movie ever, it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. So I think that horror is a good, was a good genre for us to stick with. And I don't know. We just, we just love it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It definitely can uh, narrow the, the like options for sure. Yeah. And I, uh, have you guys listened to how the fuck did this get made? No. Okay, so I it's a it's a movie review podcast by Paul Shear and Jason Sudeikis. Uh, J- Jason Mal- Malanus. It's a dude from The League. You guys ever watched yeah, The League? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Andre and mm-hmm. Rafi. Um, okay. It's their podcast with um, Paul Shear's wife, the dude who plays Andre, and they do a bad movie review podcast. Okay. And they, they give the people the week before in the last episode, hey, this is the next movie we're going to watch watch it and they only do live shows occasionally they do from home but it's a giant like amphitheater filled with a bunch of people that had watched the movie and they like they have scenes that they pull up and and pictures and and actual like old school like set photos and things like that but they choose specifically bad films so it's always interesting to be like what's like why specifically this genre yeah we just love horror so much we just have so much fun with it and it's fun to watch together uh, watching scary movies with Chelsea is the best thing ever. I just get um, like, I just get, I don't like screaming, so I get like dominant. Like I'm mm. like, oh, this is fucking how it's fucking <laughs> okay, okay. We watched, uh, we watched Texas Chainsaw, and like Chelsea would go, oh, like she would like yell. <laughs> That's how I was in theaters too. Like you know, growing up, my my dad loved taking me to the movies, me and my brother, and like you know, these little bitches would be like. You know, screaming. <laughs> the moment, like, the, the fucking window shut too hard, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. My dad be like, stop. Stop it. I can't help it. That's so funny. Just my, my mom was very similar. But instead of, like, dominant, she's just, like, that classic cliche, just talking in a movie. Like, yeah. talking through it, it'd be like, you're not going in there. I'm like, mom. Stop. This is Pokemon. <laughs> You can't be getting all crazy, especially with horror films. And that's like her favorite thing. And yeah. that's what I, I started to notice as I was going through your guys' episodes. It definitely turned. And I, yeah. maybe I missed the one where you were like, only horror now. <laughs> um, but I even wrote it down specifically from the last episode. You guys had talked about like a little bit about the production studios at A7. 
the one A24, that, yeah. A24, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that does amazing horror. Um, they're the my favorite so far. Yeah. There's a bunch in even like old school um, that you can get into, but n- nowadays, the, the, pers- the person that you want to see, if you see that logo, you definitely want to check out the movie, but when it when it comes to your guys's like favorite directors is it the new stuff that is really only what you you know are enjoying recently or is it like i really like the old school more practical yeah old school old school for sure for sure i'm not gonna lie to you, like the last 10 years or so have been great for horror there's yeah. been some great horror movies coming out recently ground so i'm not trying to i'm huge. not trying to hate on those at all but i am definitely like a child of 80s slashers like, mm-hmm. give me Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, any day. <clears throat> Alien, night. dude. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But there's some really exciting stuff going on now that's really just changing the game. Like, our last episode was on Hereditary, and that movie is changing the game right now. Yeah. I never so, I never watched it, so oh, just here. Oh, fuck. I, I felt like I did it's, as you guys explained it. It's so crazy. Scary. It reminded me very much, and this is the kind of horror I'm very very choosy okay yeah my mom is the classic like do you guys remember like the 1980s horror films like critters yes and fucking all those very just b movie but still terrifying my mom loves like el chupacabra you know fucking the sasquatch those kinds of movies so i've always been choosy because especially like blockbuster days Mm -hmm. she if she chose the movie we knew it was gonna be it's gonna be an event it was gonna be something so so bad it's good you know like i remember specifically from i think it was the el chupacabra one um one of the cops who's investigating the the monster you can see her deodorant like you can see the deodorant stains on her armpit (laughs) and that's just like how high tech the the quality of cameras were but how like little they were used to having to like oh shit they can see everything you know the real first transition into hd but um when you guys were describing like hereditary it reminded reminded me a lot of brightburn did you guys watch that i never saw it i actually never saw it that's the new i would say like the new niche of horror that i'm into it's like one it's a it's a cool little spin-off of like superman's origin story technically okay and it is also um classic tropes you know fucking uh clothes hangers and and things moving around but because of technology and because of the ability for like younger (coughs) actors to be way more into the role it's ter- it's just imagine finding a boy who crashes into your farm and you raise him to be normal and it, now he just slowly becomes a murdering sci- so- sociopath yeah and it's just terrifying from like a, a parent standpoint it, but that's the new stuff that I'm, I'm really kind of digging yeah for sure um Ari Aster specifically is like taking on the theme of family in horror and what it means to be family and like you know, who can you trust and whatever. Like like you can know someone for your entire life and then one day they're just, different. You yeah. know what I mean? They could fucking turn out and, to and that's, that's, haunt you. That touches on something that's like, like I love my family, dude. It's relatable. Yeah, it's to- yeah, totally relatable. And like if, you know, if my mom like sleepwalked and doused me in paint thinner and was going to set me on fire, like... That shit would tear you up. Like, it that would. is... Oh, man. Man, that movie is fucked up. Um, have you have you watched Hereditary? Have no. you seen that movie? Have you no. heard about it? I have. See, I, I, I like horror movies that have an actual monster. Because when Ooh. they're, like, people, that's that really scares me. Yeah, like, that's yeah. That's the type of shit that does actually keep me up. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, I gotta watch some Adventure Time. Yeah. yeah. Down and, like... <laughs> Come back down from that. Like I like watch the Grinch, man. But if it's a the <laughs> Grinch, <laughs> yeah, we need to reset. But if it has a monster, I'm probably gonna love it. Like you, probably laugh through it. What's like your favorite monster movie? I think, or like one of your favorites. Definitely Dog Soldiers Forever. Oh, like, okay. yeah. It, I, I remember, because I watched it with my dad, and he. So my dad is military, and he was so excited about it because he was like talking the whole way through it about like the actual what they were doing military wise and i was that was scaring me at, in addition to like watching them being chased by werewolves it was whoa but it was when i watched it as an adult like years later i was like i still like it <laughs> yeah it's not scary but i still yeah. definitely loved it oh i love monster movies man i love what they start to come up with now i even like like 
I, I consider Mothman a monster. Oh yeah, that's totally. one of that's one of my oh, yeah. favorites. It's so creep. Just the just imagine like you're just having a normal night and you look out your window and you see this huge dark mass with two red eyes and it's like a, the size of a dinosaur. So I haven't told very many people this, but legitimately when I was younger, I used to be scared to close my eyes in the shower because I thought the Mothman was going to be there. Because I watched a, I'd watched like a Discovery documentary on him. Yeah, yeah. And for a good couple weeks after that, I was Ooh. like, he's going to be there. Yeah, I know that. I oh, couldn't even so look behind. Like, if we got in the car with dad or like mom, like, don't look behind you. Oh my god! <laughs> you stupid bitch! <laughs> <laughs> don't you fucking do it. That's so funny. I'm good on that right now. Um, passing around the young Blunto. Uh, so, from from the last uh, you know episode that I got, it seemed that you uh, you're pretty pretty. Uh, adamant on very specific directors when it comes to horror as well i know that kind of goes hand in hand with like the type of horror that you're into Mm -hmm. um and i know that you mentioned that you know old school stuff um but what are some what are some directors that you guys still see like right now that you're interested in seeing some work before you go because i know you're ready yeah i don't know i don't know names i don't know titles of movies most of the time i don't know anything but i just you know I give my input because I just can't remember shit like that. You know, I watch a movie. I was like, that was a good movie. And I can tell you all about it. But the logistics and stuff like that, that's where Sheridan shines. So she's going to take the wheel here. (laughs) Okay. um, So Ari Aster obviously is definitely one to like just keep watching. Yeah. Um, Jordan Peele, we need to keep watch on uh, because he is churning out some shit that is incredible. Have you guys seen Weird City? No. Okay, so Weird City is, it says that it's produced by Jordan, but I can tell that he has like the heaviest hand in the production. It's a YouTube original Red series, so you have to have YouTube premium, Mm -hmm. but it is the the textbook definition of if Twilight Zone was made now, but not like how Jordan's going to be hosting the new Twilight Zone. It's like... It's like if Black Mirror and Twilight Zone had a baby and they got a bunch of A-list actors to do crazy shit. So, like, one of them is about um, Michael Sarah, and he's a total nerd in the future. They have, like, scanner, Google Glass type stuff going. And his whole thing is he has no friends, and so he goes to the gym to be a part of something. And he gets so into the gym, he gets super ripped. He eventually, like, takes over, like, a trainer type of role, even though he's not hired there but you can tell he's like a little mentally ill and it just takes a like the craziest you're like whoa i did not see that coming and it's all i 100 percent can tell that it's from the mind of jordan Um, and what's crazy is i remember him from mad tv like Mm -hmm. i watched him back in the day with like bobby lee and all those dudes but he's uh he's definitely someone that i'm i'm super curious to see what's coming up next um also Bong Joon-ho, who did uh, Parasite, mm. he's one to watch out for. I haven't seen that, and everyone keeps talking about it. I also haven't seen it yet, but I really, really want to. Um, he directed uh, The Host, is a really good monster movie that he directed. Um, so he's one to watch out for. And um, Robert Eggers, who did The Witch, or yeah, The Witch and The Lighthouse. Dude, okay. I want to so see. He is like killing it I wanted it right to talk now. about that because I felt like it is on the it is it's 100 horror it's yeah. like hp uh, lovecraft fan porn yep. but at the same time because i i'm like i'm so guilty of i watch reviews like a bunch of reviews to mm-hmm. where it's basically i've seen the entire film as well as like five different perspectives of the same film <laughs> so i just get like all this info especially because i just i don't go out to the movies as much unless it's like star wars or marvel and even star wars not not as much lately but I watch a lot of films online. If I can't find them online, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to watch someone talk about it. And I, it's okay. like a podcast to me. I'm like, I get to visualize it in my own way. Yeah. I can see the trailer. I can see how they, you know, they use cinematography and stuff like that. But when I, when I heard that story, like it play through, have you watched it yet? I haven't watched the lighthouse yet. I didn't. It's, it's something that you guys would want to, if anything, let's fucking, let's do an episode about that That'd for be sure. Tight. Yeah. Because it That'd is be really cool. It, I didn't watch it and it, made me feel weird like, yeah oh it's so yeah, good so. That, yeah that's why I, that's why i like his movies because they're just like that's how the witch made me feel I was like oh like dude during the witch 
Is that the one with the goat? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And there's something there, and this takes me back to the Blair Witch Project. Like, yeah. there's something about the forest and like demonology, dude. I don't fuck with demons. I don't fuck with them, dude. Yeah. It scares me because. Well, in like, the witch, it was like the devil. Yeah, like. <laughs> and the fucking exorcist, like, you see flashes of the fucking devil, this demon. Yeah. yeah. You see flashes of him. So anytime we have a movie about demonology, I see his face and in know. the forest. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah it's, it's pretty terrifying. No. Um, going from uh, the, the, the wrap up of your guys' season, going into season four, uh, you guys had mentioned that the way you guys like are in doing your intro and, and kind of the format and stuff, is there going to be um, a lot more of like, in, not just the, the review, a little bit more of like, we're going to do some catch up. We're going to sing some songs like, yeah. So in our, uh, the way that we do it in the beginning, like our routine is we sit together, we smoke a blunt, you know, we have a glass of wine or coffee and, <laughs> or we, and or we kick it both in the same cup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We kick it for like 20 minutes. We talk to each other. As Nothing. you guys are drinking coffee and yeah. wine right now, yeah, right That's now <laughs> routine, routine still happening. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like nothing out of the, out of the ordinary. And then, and then we save that part because when I go back and edit, I take the funniest parts out of that 20, 30 minutes and I cram together this weird little intro. That's awesome. And that's all the intro is, is just, it's just us being weird and like, having a good time. Yeah. We're just, being yeah, that's, that's really what it sounds like. Infectious. Like when you guys are laughing, like, I'm like, I'm laughing with them. Like, I'm like, like the, I think it was the cabin in the woods episode when you're doing the cat song. Like I remember like I was at work and I was laughing in the elevator and someone was like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, how do I explain this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But it's, yeah, dude, it's, I, I'm so happy that it has that effect on you because that's what we do. We just have a good time. And then, and then we do, we ask each other about our week and we yeah. want, because in this part, after we introduce the movie, we want you guys to know how we're doing because the way that we think about it is we're, we're two friends chilling and, and you're, and you're invited yeah you're like invi- the listener you come, know what i come mean come talk yeah. with us yeah yeah come show with us we're gonna talk about this movie dude like yeah. it's gonna be sick yeah and we're all fucked yeah. up so it's you know <laughs> it's, so it's good when when it comes to and i i feel like i only really heard it the most during the last episode you guys were singing along with you know your songs <laughs> that you're getting down to yeah. mm-hmm. um and i just was curious as far as like as a, as a fellow podcaster and as someone who's looking into like monetization and, and just trying to, you know, get this thing going, are you guys going to be doing a lot more like original songs that you were trying to like mess or like, you know, we were kind of freestyling and stuff beforehand, or are you guys kind of going to for sure just like t- just take the hit and be like, fuck it. We're just here, you know, to get, get this out there mm-hmm. regardless if we get copyrighted or, you know, hit with the YouTube you know, non-monetization. Yeah. Um, is that something that you guys just wanted to wrap up that season on? Or is it something that you guys are like, you know, kind of... It was just like a one-off thing. Like, we were like, well, let's do something crazy. And, you know, we listened to songs on YouTube and sang along to them. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't like... I don't think it's going to be a constant thing, but... Yeah, dude, to be honest with you, I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe It we... was the only episode I heard it on. And so that's yeah, why I that's was curious true. to be like... Oh, you know what? Maybe they just want to fucking get I, again. Like she was talking about, it's infectious. Like I'm singing along. I know the songs. I'm <laughs> right. singing and shit. Um, but I was just curious to to know that there are some podcasters out there that they play songs in the middle of their podcast. They they play YouTube videos and know like, hey, I'm gonna take the hit on this one. And you know, maybe it's not every episode or whatever, but it's just something that I noticed and I wanted huh. to uh, see what you guys kind of thought about yeah. that. I didn't stuff. even think about that. I didn't honestly. either. Yeah. To be honest with you, wow, that I like never thought of it. And now I feel kind of dumb. No, yeah. it's all Gucci. I think it was more like, um, you know, this is new. Let's do karaoke time. Yeah, and we were just sure. singing along. And yeah. it's, the, it's the wrap up of the season. So yeah. it's, it's really totally. like a celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and we had a technical mishap with that episode. So when we recorded it the second time, we were just like, we need to get some feelings out. Let's just yeah. <laughs> let's sing to some happy songs mm-hmm. really quick, like some nostalgic songs. Sweet. Um, going off of that, the uh, the other thing that I I instantly noticed and I've I've known Chelsea for coming up 15 years now basically wow. 2020 so I met you freshman year right. 2006 so and now we're we're coming up into a 
Is that 15? 14. It's around there, dude. It's a long ass time. We're coming dude. up on 15, I think. Yeah, because yeah. Our, our high school, my high school reunions this year. Yeah, so and mine was last 10 year. years after that, and then four, oh, 14. Yeah. We'll give it an extra. We'll <laughs> give it an extra. We'll round up. Um, but I've already, I've always known that you make music and that you can sing very well and stuff like that. But I, and this is something we talked about on, on Overwatch. I have the hardest time distinguishing between both of your voices. I know. <laughs> and the only and the only time that I was like, who's who's singing right now and who's talking? Yeah. The, for the first time, because for the most part, that was the most singing I'd seen you guys or heard you guys do mm-hmm. together at the same time and <laughs> in such a compacted rate. I was just so like, is that just Chelsea or is that Charity? Because <laughs> Even in Overwatch, so we, we queue up in Xbox Live and stuff, and we're all in a party. And I am, if I'm not having the over the party overlay, I do not know. That is who's so who. funny. And it's so funny to come from you know two hosts of a podcast that sound exactly the like. I have never heard that before. And it makes it so much more interesting to listen to because now I'm playing like a mini game, like who's talking. But then whenever I hear, like you mentioned before, hella director names and then like some studios and stuff, I'm like, okay, that's Sheridan for sure. <laughs> We had like one review for the podcast um, that w- I think it was still five stars, but in the review, it was like, the only thing I have to say is that they sound you guys alike. sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sharon and I, like, we addressed it on the next episode. We, we, we were did. like, we can't fix this. Nope. <laughs> this is the one thing oh. that we cannot fix about this. It's weird too. Yeah. Like it wasn't like you know, Sharon and I have known each other for years. You know, yeah. we were in theater together. Theater. Theater. <laughs> yeah, we acted and performed. In, in high school? <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. so you went to Desiree? Yeah. yeah. She went to what Desiree the too. fuck? Okay, I, gra- so I that, graduated in 08. That makes so much. Okay, so I've always had a feeling because I've seen you. I saw the cover art and then you started to post obviously like tagged you in it and yeah. I'm like, okay, there's our co-host and stuff like that. And when I was going through and doing some research, I'm just like, I feel like I fucking, I've seen her before. Mm-hmm. But that's also the Arizona thing. Yeah, everyone yeah. The looks Phoenix alike. thing. Yeah, no, seriously. Everyone knows each other. And everyone it's does bad. know each Dude, other. Seriously. Somehow we're all connected. It, we're yeah. like, really it's such a huge city, but everyone knows each other for some reason. Yes. Like, it's weird. I hang it, it over it. It happens all the time where I'm like, what? So i bring up the the singing aspect just because as i was listening obviously you guys are really good and as i was going through um your your instagram and stuff i've I've seen you actually make some music on the side as well is that something that you're you're pretty constant on right now is that something that you have like some new projects coming up uh it's something that i'm i'm trying to get into um i just got into like so i do i was raised like a broadway theater kid like I was singing on stage forever. I was in a bunch of choirs growing up and stuff. So like, it's always something that I've been like super passionate about. And, uh, but I just got into jazz like a couple years ago. Hell yeah. I think everyone gets into jazz after they're 25. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, uh, I got into jazz and I joined a vocal jazz group downtown and like started getting noticed by some people. And, um, and I've been getting like, I sang, uh, I've like done backups for a bunch of stuff and Wedding. like hoping to have my own solo gig soon. That's what's um, But yeah, it's something that I really love to do. And like, it makes me happy that we can sing together on the podcast. Yeah, dude. Same. And when you say like a, a jazz, like troupe, is it, is it all just vocals or yeah. you guys, oh, so no instruments? Yeah. I mean like, well for the, if, when we have like a concert, like a big concert, we'll have a band with us. Mm. But when it's rehearsal, it's just us. Okay. And like, so we rehearse every Tuesday night and for like three hours for like two months. And then we'll have a concert at the end of the, in like December or whatever. Okay. And it's like you know it'll be a semester thing so i was they have a spring semester and a fall semester and i think for the last like four years i was doing it every semester oh that's just, cool i keep going back and keep going back um i just took a break this semester so that i could focus on the podcast and like some other stuff some other like singing projects yeah so but yeah it was really fun i really loved doing it um and i really developed this love for jazz that's what's up so that's cool i don't know if it goes hand in hand with one age or two weed but I got, well, lo-fi in general is just in this uproar. It's yeah. just, it came back so heavy and people may not want to admit it, but people who produce, they understand that 
lo-fi is just jazz for the new kids right it's just, <laughs> it's just a bunch of really cool and and i say jazz specifically it's so so general but yeah. a lot of people especially me growing up I thought of jazz as like this sporadic, non-structured thing, and it can be for it, sure. Yeah. Especially like I equivalent it to like freestyling in the middle of a song. Mm-hmm. It's not. There are jam sessions. There's totally times where three people who've never met each other just play a key and they yep. just go off of it, and that is jazz. Yep. But there's also this other part of jazz that's very, very constructed, very structured, structured, structuredized. Some like yeah. <laughs> Whatever that word is. Yeah, it's some of the, it's some of the most difficult music that I've had to, that I've learned. Yeah, for sure, um, because it is so it can be so strict and so uh, precise. Which and is crazy because that's not what you would think from jazz. From jazz, yeah. yeah. Uh, and when you when you solo, you can do that. You can go. You, you know, if you solo, you thing, can just yeah. do your thing. But uh, if you are not soloing, you are like following that page to the especially team. with like, no instruments. Like yeah. you guys are the the band yeah and you're having to kind of just like you know just uh what's it called duet each other exactly called like the fucking old school duet bands that just straight up no no instruments except maybe a drum and everything's all just vocalized um but when it when it comes to music and stuff like that are you guys ever thinking about uh introducing your guys's own music to like your intro and stuff like who made your guys's intro music is that just something that was just um, it's, uh, one of my friends from North Dakota. His name's Brandon Ramsey. Oh, oh dude, I know Brandon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, That's so uh, funny. He made the intro and we just fell we, in oh, love man. with it. We loved it. I told, it's awesome. I, and shout out to him, dude. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, he's amazing. I've never met you, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, he, uh, I told him, I was like, uh, you know, he said he wanted to do the intro and I, I said, all I can say is, uh, like theater, like an opening you know, like the, or old timey movies, like an eight millimeter camera, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's the and total feel, dude. Yeah. He, like he landed it on point. Totally. Oh so sick. It, it literally reminds me of like the intro to one of, one of my favorite rap duos. Like cool. it sounds like a straight up, like it's about to be a boom bat beat, yeah. but it's a cool <laughs> little intro into the podcast. Um, but something that I'm kind of experimenting with, cause I don't have one yet. Uh-huh. And I was thinking of like asking someone like, Hey, dude, he's, could you help me out? He's but amazing. I'm also thinking like, maybe I can, you know, Make rap, rap on my, yeah. my intro and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause some, you know, it's so strange. Um, I've been doing this for years, but I keep having to stop from equipment and computers crashing and stuff like yeah. that. I just have not been able to keep consistent, but I've met almost as many people who've known me for my music as the podcast which mm-hmm. is so crazy yeah. because they don't even know that I make music. And then right. some people who know I make music don't know I podcast. So yeah. I'm trying to bridge the gaps and, and kind of bring both worlds together. But I just, again, from listening to your guys' last episode, for sure, I'm like, y'all could y'all oh, kill we, this for we sure. We definitely could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think we should. Yeah. I think we should write an original intro. We could. I'm so in Or love even with just like with Brandon producing and you guys get your own vocals on there. All right. Like that'd be super cool. I was thinking that too. Like, dude, he could make that's the, a really good idea. You can make the song and, and we could. And you can write the it. lyrics because you're a genius. Oh, no. That yeah. young genius. <laughs> Maybe we'll so, just light <clears throat> humming. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing for sure since we are, we have the, the mute movie podcast on the podcast. I wanted to go over uh, maybe even just like top three. What's your guys' like favorite? you know go-to movies not like of all time but like you know maybe you're on a you're on a plane or you're 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 on a a trip that's super far you got like three movies to download on netflix what's your things that you go to um this is chelsea uh questions are so i know for sure my number one is contact Ooh, like, yeah, that's like that's, that's my one. number one favorite movie forever. Contact. What is that? Contact is a movie with Jodie Foster, Ma- Matthew McConaughey. Like this is the only movie that I know the actors in. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <laughs> how like you know that it's episodes legit. We did. Yeah, dude, like I'm obsessed. Um, it's one of those movies that I was always that that kid growing up who was like, "Fuck religion, don't believe in God," you know. <laughs> and I would judge people for it. I'd be like, "Yeah, you stupid ass, you don't." You don't even know <laughs> what's coming. <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> you know. But then, like, I watched. Con- My dad made me watch Contact because we're believers of science, you know, evolution, blah blah blah. And uh, and he said you can't you can't bash on people for believing in something. And that's what Contact does. It makes you see the side of of science, science and religion. 
And there's a part in the movie where Jodie Foster, she's just like, I don't know how you can believe in God. And Matthew McConaughey looks at her and he's like, <laughs> he's like, did you love your dad? Because her dad died, right? Oh, shit. Sorry. Deep, deep yeah, spoiler. shots over by oh. McConaughey. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and Jodie Foster goes, y'all? <laughs> yeah, I love my dad. Yeah. What the fuck? I, I love how both the impressions are the exact it's the same. The fucking <laughs> And then Matthew McConaughey is like, "Prove it," and she goes, "Oh." oh. It's like, yeah. It's like, why do you believe in God? I do. Well, prove it. Can't prove it. Yeah. Believe in something, dude. Let people fucking live their life. For sure. And it just brought me so much peace. That's cool. I've never yeah. seen that. It is so good. It sounds like, like it's space. about aliens. Do you like aliens? Like, it's about aliens. It's about fucking aliens. I, I hate aliens. So my uh, my biggest fear when I was growing up as a child was I've always been afraid of bugs. Like, oh, me too. Just, I can't do them. Oh, yeah. yeah, me like, too. Anything bigger than an ant. And even then, <laughs> like five ants, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> What's going on? What's what happening are you doing here? in my house? What's yeah. <laughs> Um, but my my biggest fear was uh, ET as a kid. <gasps> Dude, ET scared and me as a kid. just terrified. Like one shouts out to Steven Spielberg for one of the most practical looking aliens of all time, Woo-hoo. just revolutionizing mechanics and robotics for the film industry. But it fucking horrified me. Oh I, yeah, I I still can remember like palpable nightmares from a child just because of how realistic that movie was and it's a it's a total uplifting child inspiring movie but i fucking hated it but because of that i've always had this weird love hate relationship with aliens it's so Mm -hmm. interesting it's so fascinating the scientific aspects all the proof that we have everything from all the oldest scriptures and, and and images we can find that depict spaceships in a in a time that they could never have even existed in to all the you know conspiracy theories and and all that that come along with it aliens are one of those things where when i see in a movie it's that cool little space of like oh this is fake but but it could be (laughs) totally fucking real so if it's about aliens i'm so about it like uh, a lot of people give hate to um the fourth kind. Did you guys Ooh. watch the fourth kind? We uh, we, we covered, covered it. it. Okay, so Boy. I I uh, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to believe that it wouldn't be like most of those like this is based on the stories and oh my true gosh. events. But if you go in with that aspect and you just see them Hollywoodize it, I'm still thinking like bitches was levitating like yep. owls and shit. But it was yeah. it was one of those good movies where it it, it walked the line. It was it was a good Johnny bad Cash, movie. Boy. It was <laughs> it was scary enough to where at the end, if you kind of just turn it off, you're like, okay, that was terrifying. Yeah. But I uh, I have bitch's a, mouth goes what? Yeah. Ugh. I have a I again I have a little soft spot for for alien movies. So that's your that's your first one. What about you? Okay. And this is Sheridan, by the way. This is this is Sheridan. <laughs> um, okay, on a plane. Okay, if Jurassic Park is available, I'm going with that. Oh, every movie yeah, is dude. available. There's every no, movie? There's no Disney yeah, There's no the Disney vault of Yeah, there's yeah, it's not okay. just horror movies. Well, for sure Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite movie. Well, my favorite movies, there are two of them, and I can't decide. I said Wayne's World was my favorite movie on the podcast. I heard that. I said it on the podcast, the Wayne's World. And it is, it is, but also Jurassic Park. <laughs> so, is that is that from like 90s nostalgia is that director wise or just like the the combination of comedy and and great cinematography all of the above yeah it's it's a movie that i've watched since i was like three years old park park yeah um but well yeah both but Jurassic park and wayne's world both like mm. i've just i grew up with those movies like yeah. those were the movies that like my family bonded with you know what i mean like we all watched it together and like you know had a, always had a good time so it's like nostalgia mixed with like they're just genuinely really good movies mm-hmm. and um, like the memories I have for like attached to those movies are like really special to me. So, so yeah, that's why I love them. But they're just really good movies too. Fuck, Jurassic Park is a is like the pinnacle of uh, special effects. Like, oh yeah, it is the movie for special effects. Like, there's not, with the exception of maybe Terminator, it's like hands down best effects of any movie ever I do you w- see that these are real ass dinosaurs they <laughs> yeah. are full scale they built a t-rex they built a tyrannosaurus rex and it fucking acted 
I would say that it was even more impressive than Terminator because those those weren't like our family movies, but like my family was uh, they're just so like we grew up in Cali. So we were the the epitome of like season pass holders for Disneyland and Universal. Oh my so God. when when Jurassic Park came out, I remember going to the opening of the Jurassic Park ride, and they had the, f- oh the fucking ca- the canes with the mosquito, and they had all the backpacks and all all the sh- everything that yeah, was dude. Jurassic oh Park. Remember dude. the mist? And I to this day, the only thing that terrifies me even more might be it's so dumb the mummy ride that they installed um but i uh i don't i have this weird thing this is maybe this is the the movie slash what guyver's afraid of podcast (laughs) i uh i remember going to an aquarium when i was super young yeah like with school like a uh, field trip or whatever and i was like maybe fifth grade and they used to have this whale like a life-sized whale replica above the the aquarium and you can look up and you're like oh it's a fucking whale but i remember when i first looked at it it wasn't the way it wasn't the way it looked the size te- terrified me to my bones i couldn't walk under it i i couldn't look at it 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 just petrified me and so my parents <laughs> again it's the opening like no one knew what this ride entailed no one was like after waiting 2 hours in a line going through telling little mexican kids like this is what's going to happen yeah. dude so I go on this ride and it's right at the peak, right before you drop, and the fucking the, the place is completely bro. torn apart. Yep. And the T Rex comes at you, and I literally like I from felt like top. I, from the top, from the top, oh, from the darkness. That's yes. the craziest part. You it can't wasn't like see anything up there. It's it wasn't that black. you saw it coming. It was the fact that it came out of nowhere, and I literally like, like yes. my, my body left, and it was one of the only times I've ever had to because I've been on it multiple times i have to close my eyes when it comes because i'm like i'm good fam what is your picture you know, like, I, like your, i don't need your first oh picture. dude there's so many again it literally looks like <laughs> <laughs> i just, my my soul left and my body was just like <laughs> just this empty husk i will i promise tonight i have the picture in my i have a lockbox <laughs> of the first time i went on jurassic park right? <laughs> just post that as the fucking <laughs> because my my grandpa yeah. my grandpa who is over 200 pounds is sitting on one side my grandma who is not far off and then little tiny me between them like this like my eyes are like half rolled in the back and I'm my arms I look like like I'm a bodybuilder dude ripped Yo. my hair was super curly have you ever been on those rides I've been on the mommy ride I don't think I've been on the <clears throat> Jurassic one oh, I feel that's like so I funny you've been that. on the mummy ride and not the Jurassic Park ride um, the, and the reason why the mummy terrified me was because it's so dark at some point and the I've only thing you it. see oh it's so good Shouts out to Brandon Fraser. Oh, I was, you, wait, did you just say you've never seen the Mummy? No, no, the I know, ride. The ride. Oh, the ride. Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, what? it's <gasps> don't touch. It's me. a it's a I'm really good kidding. combination of like neon lights used in postmodern days in the best way. Oh. it's just pitch black, and you see all these fucking mummies. Like, <laughs> it's the it Mummy ride, but it first, it, it terrified the fuck out Ooh. of me. And even um, similar like Space Mountain, and it's not Ooh. it's not yeah. the the no. ride it's how it looks it's portrayed that you're in space and i'm right. just like oh i'm in the abyss <laughs> i but, threw up so hard after that ride never again dude space, I love space mountain i'll never do it oh, disneyland is my so favorite I get, I get favorite place in the world it's even after the decapitations the <laughs> yep even after all the deaths my my family was the, again typical there was deaths what oh, wow people die at least every two years at disneyland yeah what they cover that shit up good De- decapitations my guy yeah do you what? think you're not supposed to fucking be super tall or they don't put those signs keep your hands inside the thing at all oh, times dude people no. get their ha- all right so this is one thing this wasn't at disneyland this was at knots um a kid had dropped his hat right they went on a loop yeah. and he dropped his hat <clears throat> and he basically went and he got he went over the fence to grab the hat and as he goes to grab it, he comes up and the ride takes his fucking head off, dude. And they had that shit running the next week. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. They don't give a singular fuck. Nope. And it's half of the like legality of going into an amusement park. You're entering at your own risk. What? And that's how you even get away with like 
Okay, so there's like the Superman ride <gasps> mm-hmm. where you are literally floating. Like yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. in the air. And I I like I held on. I feel like I broke ligaments just <laughs> grasping because I could feel if I scoot out an inch, I'm just flying into the Southern California mountains. Oh my and god. It's just so terrifying, but that is terrible. Disneyland, uh, my my sister so my family, they had season passes when we were young. Yeah. I was such a spoiled brat. I think it's why I look homeless nowadays is because my parents used to buy me like t- Timberlands and, and Nike and all these crazy outfits. All the, Every time you go into Disney, like a gift shop and you see an outfit, they bought that outfit. Oh, wow. Like the $90 pants and the, the $40 Mickey shirt for a kid that's gonna grow out of it in two months. They did that stuff. So we grew up in Disneyland. Yeah. And right. when my sisters were of age, they worked in Disneyland. So they would get us like the free fast passes and in an hour early. We had a thousand churros. Like we we, <laughs> we got in, dude. And my one of my favorite memories though from the whole Disneyland experience, right before I moved here from California, my friend's father worked in a car dealership. Toyota or something huge, Ford or some shit. And they bought Disneyland out for the day. And there was only 45 employees and their families. And we got full run with everything run, like all the gift shops, all the food, everything running. And we went on every ride like 20 times. Oh my God. It was crazy. I don't, I feel like besides like rich actors, I don't think I've ever met someone that had as much time on those rides as I had as well as growing up there I just feel like I am Disneyland at this point god I love it so much that's awesome but going from the uh the the Jurassic Park and from your favorite movie what what's your favorite movie mine yes at least one one of the top three for again it's not like of all time it's like car ride long trip like you can watch this over and over and over again army of darkness Ooh, oh, okay. such yes. a good one. I'm a huge, yeah, yeah. Huge Bruce oh, yeah. Campbell fan. Yep. Did you guys oh, yeah. watch Evil Dead on Netflix? Yeah, we covered, we covered, that was our. Well, it was on Stars technically first. Like the movie? No, the, the, the TV series. Oh yeah, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy I didn't. I'm so sad that got canceled, dude. I he, don't he know why. He walked away. He walked away. Well, he said, I don't want to do this. Oh, That's really? what I read. I read that he was done. He said, I yeah. want to put this character to rest. Oh, well, I don't blame him. Yeah, he I said think he was that, done. In my opinion, I know nothing about this. So this that young bro science moment. I feel like the studio was coming in and telling him what they needed to do for season four. And he's like, no, I'd rather end now with my full control. Because he had his hand in the entire organization or entire production. And as soon as you start to, you know, get producers and executives and all these people into it, they're like, well, let's let's introduce a non-binary ethnic character that, you know, is good. Like, no, 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 no. Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Honestly, I don't even know how they got through three seasons nowadays with everything that's going on. That's true. People are so sensitive and so offended by by everything. I cannot believe he was so womanizing in this day and age. So I'm glad they got at least three seasons. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It's Yeah, it it surprised me. I thought, I, I didn't think that it was going to be good. And then I watched it and I was like, okay. Yeah. And I immediately watched all of the episodes I could. Um, I was really bummed out when it didn't. It goes east and west, so it's like electricity is fairly good. That young east and west, though. Okay, that's That's awesome. Luxury. So I sound so old. Just (laughs) because I'm not sure exactly where we had left off, I just want to go over it and just reiterate and retouch everyone's favorite movie i'll uh, i'll go into mine and then we'll go into our kind of ending stuff that we're going to get into right now um but for the most part pretty much everything was recorded i was watching up until at least 35 minutes was was documented so we'll we'll make sure that we we pick up from there cool. but <clears throat> check 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 okay all right so apologize again this is like the second episode this has happened we had to go ahead and format the memory card move the files over so we can make sure we had room but before we got interrupted by technology uh, we are going over each one of our kind of like favorite movies that we would watch on a, a long flight or maybe a, a long road trip and stuff so chelsea what was yours 
contact. With the McConaughey. Yes. Oh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Jody Foster. <laughs> and Jody Foster. <laughs> and then you had two kind of split down the middle, Sheridan. Yeah, I would do. I would take Wayne's World or Jurassic Park, two very different movies, but they're great. You know what? I'm gonna add a third one in there if okay. I could. Uh, the Little Rascals. Okay. From Holy like '94. <laughs> yeah. not, not the black 95. and white one. No, like the it's the same. She's it's the same director that did Wayne's World, actually. Oh and, really? Uh, yeah. That's so funny. It's it's I don't know why it's what just one of my favorite movies. I oh, think it's, it's so a funny. classic, dude. My mom was a huge Little Rascals fan. Yeah. She even had the black and white one. Like oh really? That's how like much she just <laughs> loved it. Yeah. Yeah. But that that was for sure one of those movies where you're like, oh, kids can do shit. Oh you yeah. Know? And I, I've always wanted to have that. I've had like the the most miniature version of like a uh, like no girls club. It's just like a bunch of dudes hanging out in some weird shed. Totally. But like <laughs> I never got the full on, you know, we've got go-karts and and all this crazy shit and stuff, but yeah. That's definitely a really really classic film. I love it. And then babe, you said what was yours? Army of Darkness. Ah, oh, yes. Army of Darkness. And we, yeah, we yeah. were talking about uh, Ash vs Evil Dead. Yes. Oh, and it ended way too prematurely. <laughs> um, I have one. If if it's like a you know you need you need you you don't got a lot of room, man. You gotta you gotta fit this together. It has to be th- these three films back to back. So it's Empire Strikes Back from Star Wars. Okay. It's favorite film. Yep. Of all time. Right after that is Fanboys, which is okay. a fan film about okay, kids dude. just like me. Yep. Who, like those. So when I was I was thirteen when those dudes made the film so like you know it's about 25 year olds who are still into the thing and it's just like where i always saw myself like i don't give a shit how old i am what job i take like i'm i'm a i'm a lucas hound i'm I'm a fucking star wars fiend so i it just amps up the first one like watching fanboys makes me want to watch more star wars yeah they just go side and side together and then if i had to like pinpoint shoes uh, it it has to be Moulin Rouge. Oh, uh, I love it's a, Moulin Rouge. It's a Rouge. full even tie between Sweeney Todd, Moulin Rouge, and uh, Romeo and Juliet. But the only reason why Sweeney Todd does not win is through straight nostalgia. Yeah. When I watched Moulin Rouge for the first time, it is just like the pin like the h- high school becoming a an, an actual adult person. And uh, the the song, like I know every song by heart, and it's the combination of like the music my my parents listened to with the, you know, kind of edginess of what I was becoming, and yep. it is the the classic weird little thespian kid movie that you just like. Oh, this is it, man! All the I theater just, kids loved it. I wish I was in in Paris drinking absinthe and and just during this like French love revolution. And, yeah. And, all, all the, the the debauchery that comes with it, but Moulin Rouge is definitely just my my go-to film. I can watch it on repeat. I can sing almost every single song lyric as well as all of the dialogue. And Ian McGregor, he's done some of my favorite films of all time. Not only yeah. Star Wars, but he's inside of uh, Train Spotters. He's inside of Moulin Rouge, and he's just got he's just an, an amazing actor. And and I really really have this draw. I just love that, love, love that movie. Yeah. Um, but one thing I wanted to wrap up on, besides the movies and the singing and the podcast and all that stuff, we're all Overwatch players. And yep. that's something that uh, I feel is, it's like a clan. You yeah. know, there, there's just and straight up. It's a cult, <laughs> bro. And we're pretty good when we when, yeah. we, when we're re- when we're ranked up, team team squatted up. We're we're pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. But there's definitely this like, non-Overwatch players and people that play. I felt like it was. It was the same thing I felt with people who played League mm-hmm. when I didn't. It's like, I, I understand it, but I just don't play it. Right, and then right. finally Overwatch comes out and it's the perfect combination of a first person shooter as well as a team comp, as well as this very, you know, whether you're defending or you're pushing a payload, it's just something I don't usually play in other games. But because you're dealing with these different heroes and these these team compositions and with you're squatted up with your homies, it make it makes sense. Like I, I understand WoW and, and League of Legends and all that stuff now. But let's let's go over some some Overwatch mains and, and why? Because I feel like mm-hmm. that's definite. That's like the horoscope of gamers. Yeah. It really it really depicts your playstyle and stuff like that. So what what's your go to main, Chelsea? So it's split because I like to tank and I like to heal. And only until recently I like to heal. I never liked that before because I felt like it was a lot of responsibility. Yeah, keep people alive, dude. 
what I realized is I like I like hurting people and healing. <laughs> mm. So my number one main is Moira. I was dude. gonna say the vampiric healer, oh, of course. Fuck, dude. Ooh, Moira's such yeah, dude. Such She's so essential too now saint. with like meta. Yeah. It's all shield meta right now. Mm-hmm. And so what heroes get past that? Winston and Moira. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Moira's just a she she drains. She's a sucky bitch, bro. Like God. Love Moira. <laughs> she a baddie. Yeah. She's lethal. And then if we're going tank, it's Reinhardt because he's daddy, dude. Oh my god. He's just like <laughs> I can uh, I don't know. He's just he seems so hard, but like just a big old teddy bear. You just know total I mean? dad jokes yeah. and body armor. Yeah, dude, yep. that's it. D- did you guys watch this? Have you guys seen all the cinematics? No, I haven't. I haven't seen oh. any of them. If you, oh, wow. If you want to cry, yeah. just put on the cinematics playlist. So good. Every, every single one is so tear jerking. It's so just. Good. It just puts into a kind of a reality check of the heroes because yeah. we're just, you know, we're used to playing, you know, a, a cybernetic ai robot that can heal or or a a mechanic that can fly and all these different things that seem out of you know out of worldly but when you watch these cinematics it brings you down to like oh shit these are lone soldiers in a war that they're losing against that were turned on their own society like it's it's just such an epic story on top of an amazing game mechanic that people i just feel like people don't really give a lot of love towards overwatch that it deserves yeah oh for sure yeah you got to watch those cinematics for sure. I will. So what's uh, what's your main, Jordan? So my main is definitely Mercy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two, two, su- two supports over here. Yeah, I'm I'm a healer to my core. I don't really. Okay, so here's here's the thing. I'm not a gamer at all. I was not a gamer like until Overwatch. Oh, like I just cool. tried Overwatch yeah. and I was like, okay, this is fun. Like you know, obviously I played like classic games, classic Nintendo Borderlands. games, Mario and got down I did, Yeah, I got a little. I got down on Borderlands a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I never played like first person shooters or, you know, I never played Halo when I was younger. Like I just never was into it. Um, so when I, w- and like whenever I would try to play a first person shooter, I would suck cause my aim was horrible. Like <laughs> just over here and over there and what the fuck. <laughs> so with Overwatch, it's cool because I don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. <laughs> being a healer. Like I can worry about my, my teammates. And I think that I'm naturally a pacifist. So I just like I don't want to hurt anybody, but I'll heal. I'll heal people. Like Hell I'll protect yeah. you. Just and you straight, fucking straight empath. You you do some shit, dude. You're I, on it. Mercy can change yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, 100%. I, I think my best was like almost 17,000 healing in a game. <laughs> that was like peak. That was like two years ago. Peak. <laughs> peak. That's so funny. Um, have you guys seen Overwatch two? Like any of the oh, finally watched the trailer. I you know yeah I've been learning more about it. I'm I don't know man. We'll see. Is there going to be a campaign? Is there a campaign mode? So it's it's mostly story driven, okay. but there is going to be the classic multiplayer PVP. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm stoked about it. One increase in graphics. It's going to look amazing. Oh god! But, and it, I mean, Overwatch looks I'm a, amazing, dude. I'm a oh, sucker yeah. for like beautifully, dude. Beautiful graphic novels, video games. That's why dude, I get I still dude, just, I'm stuck just on the Skyrim character, all like, over again because I watch some gameplay. And just the screen to go, because this is this is also also the great aspect. You're getting not just your hero from Overwatch, but you're getting three individual ultimates added onto that you can choose between when you level up. So now you have an even increased diversity in team meta, and you have another option to counter something you maybe not would have been able to just in playing straight Overwatch. So increasing graphics, the ability to just go and change your your ultimates that screen looks like it was made in all just unreal engine it's just Ooh. it's just so beautiful Whoa. everything from even like i remember when i first started to play overwatch the hero select and you'd go and look to like oh i got some new skins even that has just increased in so much they just keep patching and patching and patching making it look better and better and the overwatch 2 just looks so goddamn smooth looks so beautiful um but I, i'm so stoked to see see what they do with it and, and expand on the lore um but but babe what's what's your main go-to uh honestly after not playing for about like nine months until i saw the recent overwatch shorts I don't, I feel like I don't have a main anymore. Like I genuinely have been just trying out the different characters, but I will say that I feel like 
I've been gravitating towards Sigma. Sigma, oh, dude. Okay. Yeah. He changed okay. the game, dude. He's so fun. And you talk about being like aggressive or deadly, like that I like he can yeah, I like that. Especially oh, yeah. like when, when someone's face. like trying to be sneaky around a corner and you're like, yeah, dude, he's like black not that. today. Yeah. Yeah, his <laughs> his his ability shit. to just absorb damage is the literal definition of a tank. And I never understood what it what a tank was because again i didn't I didn't play any of these games that needed team composition and so i start playing these games and now if i play orissa which is like a necessity now mm-hmm. it changes the game mm-hmm. you can you can push farther you can you can do things that you normally couldn't if you just wanted to play you know an aggressive roadhog it's just and it's just so, so fun oh yeah is oh, that yeah. He's adorable. is that your main so i have Three, three mains in each category. My bay number one, anytime, is Hanzo. Oh. And, uh, I've, dude, I've gotten death threats. I've gotten actual voice messages. Like, I've gotten people finding, like, they'll find my gamer tag and find me on Instagram. Like, people are about it, right? Psychotic, dude. And dude. I'm, and this is the most fucked up part. I'm a really good Hanzo. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm just waste, like, just fucking around like yeah i'm useful as fuck and so it's just so funny when they start like i I choose hanzo and i get the message and i already know what it is i already know they're gonna tell me to switch dude literal just (laughs) racism to in like everything you can be called yeah i get called because of hanzo and i don't switch because of that i switch because i'm like i know this character let me be diverse let me be a little bit flexible so damage instantly i go into hanzo my tank main is orissa just because of her like value right now there's not many tanks that can outbeat her fortify destroys a may it blocks a reinhardt alt it it just is so useful that i can't justify using another tank at this time so that's instantly what i go to if i'm like okay we're losing or like i gotta go orissa um but when it comes to support baptiste is just the dude right now yeah he he is what lucio was when i first started to play healing and support you're you're healing you're helping you're literally keeping people alive but you're also dealing so much damage and you your ultimate is life-changing not is it not only is it just for you just like with orissa but you increase double damage with this little window that you you create, yeah. and that can change the entire game. The whole round mm-hmm. can be decided by one Baptiste alt, and the immortality field. Are you fucking? I still. Oh, dude! It's just so it's OP. Crazy. That is life changing. Mm-hmm. They're tweaking it, and they need to. Yeah. But it's just. He's a little broken it's right so now. So sad. Though. He he's he's a necessity. Yeah. So, those are uh those are our our mains there. Go uh you know go with it as you will, but. I feel like that definitely ties into each person's play style. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes into like how they approach these types of games, especially for someone that never really played first-person shooters. It's cool that you're able to join along with us, and you're totally. you literally are just as much, if not more, important than the dudes doing damage. You oh, know? For, yeah, for sure. I have. I'm not gonna like. I've saved a couple tanks asses like <laughs> and that revive dude. Oh, dude, yeah, that that can really that change the game too. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my ult changes everything oh, if someone's on my everyone. ass just, yeah not only and like not only that if someone's on my ass damn just pop my ult and fly away like mm-hmm. see you later it's great <clears throat> the one thing that i'm like really curious about with sigma talking about it right now very similar if you pop his alt he can begin to like level levitate and get above high ground but i feel like it almost makes him too exposed like mm. when his alt pops he just is like hit me hit me hit me hit me hit yeah. me compared it's, to everyone else it's, it's pretty not, crazy it's not something that i look forward to when i play him like mm-hmm. i like there's some characters that you play like diva like i'm like yes i want to get this i want to get this bomb or mm-hmm. like but or like sombra where it's like oh. if i get this hack like yeah we, we can get this point Dude, you know what i mean so something annoying. like that Dude. but yeah. like his ult is not something that i i personally look forward to i hope yeah. in the future that's one of the things that is maybe updated um but other than that but he's sure. so yeah. consistent in his attacks like throughout like without his ult that it's, it's kind of worth it for sure okay so uh that's where we are going to end tonight 
want to say thanks so much for you guys coming through stoked to hear your guys' new season come out yeah. and <clears throat> whenever uh, we get the chance let's go ahead and let's do this lighthouse episode oh hell yeah i'd be super stoked and oh before we wrap up th- that's something that you guys talked about prior and i didn't really get to ask about do you guys watch every movie together yeah. almost all of them yeah okay, lately it's cool. been every single one of them yeah there have been a couple times where we had to watch it uh watch a movie separate just for scheduling reasons yeah. um but we try to do it together because what like i it's really cool to sit and watch her reaction and to t- and to like talk to her directly as we're both watching it together and sharing that same experience and sometimes i'll like you know write down our immediate reaction to it so we can talk about it mm-hmm. and i think that just ha- having the two of us watch at the same time together is just a it's a different it's a different vibe and i think it's it's a it's better when we talk about it the next day because we were together we were there if that makes any sort of sense yeah at all. for sure yeah. because I, um, I know for sure some of the podcasts that i listen to that do reviews they don't listen together and yeah. it's, it's not saying that it takes anything away but i think it does add something to the equation when you're there yeah mm-hmm. watching it together even like so like say with the lighthouse like i'll i'll take some notes while we're watching together but there's something different of like we you know you get to see the reactions and the expressions to the jump scares or or those weird switches and and twists and stuff so definitely want to lock it down let's for sure try and get lighthouse and we'll we'll all watch it together yes we'll get that episode going down i'm super stoked especially because my my dude robert pattinson is batman gonna be batman that's it's magical it's just so dope i he's, can't wait he's the perfect cast and i'm i'm the textbook classic scene kid who was into twilight while also being into the scene so like not only did people hate me because like i wore girl clothes and makeup but i also walked around reading twilight mm-hmm. before the movies and when he got cast i was one of those dudes who was just like that's good yeah like, that's, that's totally edward so i'm stoked to have him you know take some steps outside of the indie scene even lighthouse wasn't a huge movie like that budget was so low that production company is not even triple a in any way shape or form but he's an amazing actor he's really really good and i'm stoked to see what he does with his portrayal every single week there's new leaks about what he's doing to train and all these all these different things so shouts out to young robert but this has been the guy cast i want to give special thanks over here to uh chill hop they've been playing in the background royalty free music that you guys should go ahead and listen to i think this is the 2018 playlist if you want to have like two hours of just straight lo-fi to kick it to smoke some weed and shit um but let's go ahead and get your guys instagram handles and where we can find you guys easiest cool um you can find us if you want to find the podcast um it's at flick chicks official on instagram that's where we do all of our posting um and then you can find me sheridan at your goliath pal on instagram i'm also on there a lot i'm not really on any other social media so instagram is where you can find me and i'm chelsea uh you can find me on instagram at lunar underscore waifu um, I post a lot about my dog. <laughs> Buy her art. Yeah. Buy her art. Buy yeah. the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I did want to let you guys know that uh, Sheridan and I did get invited as the Flick Chicks to be on our first uh, arts festival. Yeah, It's the Miami Loco. We're going to be doing an episode um, to be announced uh, live. Nice. Yeah. You believe? And it's so going to be awesome. It's a very relevant movie, um, and it's going to be fun. The dates of that are going to be April 17th through April 19th. We don't have the exact day we're mm. going to be on just yet, but listen to the podcast. We'll, we'll keep you guys yeah, updated. We'll update you. Hell yeah, sweet. And what, where, where can we find your stuff, babe? Um, you can find me on Instagram, so at Lemon Hopes. And keep a listen out for our D&D podcast. Name yeah, yeah. Very, very soon. We're, so, we're having trouble coming up with a name, but yeah. I hope to... That we come up with something that is like we can lock it down. Can I shout out my D and D channel really quick? Oh yeah, and that's yeah. <laughs> just due to time. I've it's even inside my notes. I wanted to talk about because you post about that just as much as you do your music. So yeah. I'm like, what's up with this fucking yeah, dice yeah, yeah. stuff, dude? Yeah, I'm a I'm a part of a group called the Southwest Gaming Society, and we have a Twitch channel that we're launching on February fifth. Nice. Um, and we are doing. Um, we're just streaming our D&D game live. And, That's awesome. Uh, and yeah, we'll do it every Wednesday from 7 to 10. Uh, it's a campaign that we've been running for 
like a year and a half now. Oh, that's cool. So, um, so yeah. not starting over. You're just nope. picking up we're, from where you just, guys are. We're gonna give you guys like a background, like this is what we're up to, and like these yeah. are the characters, and and a lot of our uh, followers have been with us from the beginning. So like a lot oh, of people so like cool. know what's going on. So, um, it's really fun. So if you guys want to listen to some D and uh, hit me up on <laughs> Instagram. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge uh, proponent of people just recording tabletop games like yeah. it's it's so interesting now with technology like one of my buddies was telling me that he has a uh, he's the oculus so like the vr stuff cool and there's there's actual games on stream called like multi tabletop or something like that and you put on your vr goggles and you're at a, ta- a virtual table uh-huh. with your homies as their avatars oh that's and you so roll cool. virtual dice and everyone's mic'd up of course because they've you know they've got the setup yeah and it's just like you no longer have to be in the same place. That you know? is so crazy. The future ex- is now. Oh Damn. yeah, I'm super stoked. Hopefully we can get something going on like on like that soon. And I also want to do like a one shot on here soon. Cool. Just have some dudes who are just like super proficient or kind of really well versed in the rules it, yeah, of D and D. So right, it's right. not a lot of explaining, and right. it's just like boom. Let's play. Here's where y'all at. What do you do? Yep. You know. And cool. hopefully we can get some of that going on soon. But. My name's Guyver. You can find me everywhere at TH3GuyCast. That's social media, Instagram, gamer tag. You want to fucking talk some shit. You don't think I'm a good Hanzo? That's 1v1, dude. <laughs> I'll take you on. Um, but you can find all my music as well at GUIV3R, everywhere from Spotify, iTunes to SoundCloud. Got a bunch of new songs releasing here soon. And check out my collective Spotify as well, Team 7, T3AM number 7. Got a bunch of new stuff coming out there as well. But again, my name's Guyver. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the GuyCast. We'll see you guys later. And like always, long live the guy. See you guys later.